gamers, welcome to another episode of Bonus XP. Today we're talking about Fire Emblem Fades, aka Pokemon Emblem, aka the episode that Speedy gets cancelled. Um today. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Um, yeah, we're just gonna get right into this on a little time constraint today. Say that because I remember Speedy when we were when you were here last time. Oh yeah, by the way, Speedy Hawk and Bopper are here. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. How's it going, guys? Welcome, gents. Um, last time you were here, Speedy, we were you were afraid of saying the wrong thing, as I I do recall. So I'm gonna make sure that happens a little more this time. You can't hide behind uh Link and uh mecca because they're not here so saying the wrong thing in regards to what i don't recall oh just you were you're like oh no they're gonna get canceled for saying that and it's like well <laughs> I, you are, I, I this gotta time go you back are. and listen because i don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna talk about fates and i feel like this conversation is gonna flow a little bit differently than the past few that bopper or mecca have been on because uh yeah this is a this is a little bit of a point of weirdness for a lot of people i think coming in after awakening especially like we're awakening kind of reinvigorating the series and a lot of people newer fire emblem gamers being really into that to the juxtaposition of the old fogies who kind of like the more old school fire emblem where do you guys kind of fall in this uh how fates lands for you uh, Bopper, do you want to go first? Or you want um, me to take it? <laughs> I can go first. <laughs> See, uh, sorry, it's say, already started. Is, um, <laughs> because I guess this will probably give some context behind the episode a little bit. Because um, I'm just going to pull back the curtain real quick. Is that when you were like scheduling out, like who wanted to do, you know, what episode and talk about which Fire Emblem game? You were really trying to like give people. You're like pick the games that you really like that you want yes. to talk about and we were the two most positive people you could find for fates hey if there's that, tons of people who love fates they're just weird okay there's so. a ton of people that you that really like fates but i would never want to hear them speak there's there's thing number one that's gonna make people joking. sad <laughs> i'm just thinking of lag spike just like freaking out oh 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 lag spike already knows that this is this is happening and and he's uh Demanding I put in good words for Rev, so I will oh, I will yeah. try. Um, for the views, man. I'm doing it for yeah. the views. <laughs> well, I mean, like, to be fair, of the list of people who said that they would do the episodes, no one said fates. <laughs> and, and and you two had just freshly streamed it. So I was like, okay, well, these fuckers don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bopper and I have spent at least like a combined 60 hours playing fates together. So, yes. you know, we have a lot of experience with it. Well, yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I can joke and be hyperbolic and be like, okay, nobody likes Fates, but this is a game where I think for basically just about everyone that I've seen, even the people that love it the most, there's the big asterisks. You know, it, it's route dependent. There's the story gameplay divide. It it's a hard game. It's a very hard game to uh parse out. Yeah. There are a lot of I like it butts is kind of what yes. you're saying. I feel like every game in the series kind of has that, except even even like Tellius has that, but it has it the least in my opinion. That's why I kind of regard it at the top because it, it's like the least flawed game in my opinion. But yeah, like obviously story's not great in Fates. 
That's like what everybody harps on. But if there's one thing that I think it's the best in the series, I think it's mechanically the most solid game. So yes. that's why I regard it so highly. Yeah. Go into that a little, Speedy. Yeah, I mean, there's just the whole system with pair up and how... What, what's what's the term called? When, when you're adjacent to someone and you have like a follow-up attack or if you pair up, you get the guard guard gauge it's been a while since like i use the terminology is it like it's not dual strike is it it might I be know dual you're talking strike. About. Yeah. is it dual strike there, okay. like that that system just makes combat way more interesting because you can kind of if you're like short a couple damage points you can modify it with like certain positional decisions i think that's really interesting guard gauge is super fun because you could kind of try and predict how the next turn is going to play out and be like oh this guy's going to hit me charge me up and i could take a lethal blow from this guy like it's just strategizing 101 and i think it really makes this entry super strong in terms of a tactical rpg experience yeah and, and it, let I alone the it, movement the the oh. movement's so much fun too where you could like pair up with people and sh- like trolley them along shift them you you could get like two dances per turn in this game if you pair up a dancer on someone give them to someone else dance and then shift and then take them with shelter and then shift again and then dance again it's like it's really a strategically interesting game to me. Mm-hmm. And I think the barrier for entry is not that high because things like calculating out guard gauge seems really complicated. But when you compare it to like, I don't know, uh, New Mystery of the Emblem, like the skill, the knowledge floor you need in that game to make stuff work. Like you have to know enemy movement order. Whereas in Fates, it's like if you're calculating the stuff out, you know, uh, me as a person that doesn't know the AI of the game very well, like I can look at a turn and be like, okay, so I can survive two hits plus a guard gauge from any combination of these three. I don't have to know all the information down. I just have to count this out and it keeps it simple and it keeps it, I think, very uh, intuitive. There's not a whole lot that feels super arbitrary. And Again, the the movement is uh the movement's great. I think that was the one big improvement. Or that was the one thing they took from Awakening. Like right. basically unchanged was the movement, because it is very fun to like take Frederick and be like, I need him forty squares away from where he is right now, and you could do it <laughs> yeah. without dancing and without warping. Uh so that's like unchanged. I think the guard gauge and the attack stance dual strike whatever i think that is like the that makes fates like as good as it is i think mechanically yeah so i kind of think of it obviously since it comes next to awakening it definitely has that refinement that you like seeing in a lot of games where you know we're introducing something new and we haven't actually talked about awakening yet or we haven't done an episode that's coming up i think with mecca in a, a couple weeks but um there was a lot of percentage based chances of things happening in that game that can really make strategy hard to plan because you don't know if you're gonna get that follow-up attack because it's based on like your character's bond and whatnot where there's the guarantee of it happening in fates and i think like knowing a lot of the people who are really hardcore into fire emblem they don't really like that extra layer of rng that you can't help so it's nice that that is completely cleared off the table and it's like no i know that like you said i know that we're gonna get a block here i know it's happening because guard gauge is up i know my um person i'm 
standing next to you is going to do a follow-up dual strike attack for me or whatever it's called um, because they're next to me. And that's just how, what the mechanic is. It's definitive. So I think they really did, like you said, in terms of what was happening in Awakening, look at what's working well and how can we really make this precise now? Yeah, totally agree. Um, like we, we can compare Awakening and Fates all day because they're, they're pretty much like sister games, right? Yeah. Same engine, like pretty sure it was same artist everything like they look so similar i just uh i always try and compare birthright to awakening because in terms of like general community ranking you'll see a lot of people actually rating awakening as a better game than birthright but i think birthright is every they like basically took awakening and polished out all the crap from it to make birthright so i think birthright's the better game on paper but there's just something about the follow-up title being so similar um, in terms of character and story. It just feels like a knockoff, right? So it feels like there was a lot of heart put into Awakening. And Birthright kind of feels like it's made of plastic, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I think that, that kind I, of rubs people the wrong way. So they rank it lower than Awakening, even though it shouldn't be. But, um, yeah, there... I'm so, um, sorry. What I've got, I, I've got, a, I've got a big, I've got a big poppy rolling all over me right now. But I do want to say on the awakening versus birthright, like we're coming out punching today, I suppose, because like I, I really, really think awakening is a lot better uh, than birthright. I think we'll get into this, but I find birthright to be one of the more frustratingly silly games in the series because it is very similar to awakening and that like the second half of the game is just gigantic open map with 700 enemies that you solo yep. with one character. <laughs> I think the difference is that, I mean, that's just fire emblem <laughs> that that can be fire emblem. That can be fire emblem. I think it's at its most exaggerated in these games. I think the difference for me though, is that fates mechanics are really punishing to trying to juggernauting unless it's with a royal with unencumbered one two range because in awakening you can make anyone <laughs> so, a so monster and Ryoma. <laughs> yeah you can make anyone a monster in awakening you can do it with donald you can do it with i don't know kane or sane or whoever else is in that game uh uh vake and muriel you can pick whoever you want and you can bulldoze that game and you can do it here too if you have a ton of knowledge but like to truly juggernaut it's just Ryoma. Even when I built okay, an entire rule set to like make Ryoma not happen, <laughs> he just still insisted upon himself because that's birthright. Yeah, I mean the balancing's not amazing in birthright, but you're, you're I'm talking in terms of like the better game here. Juggernaut Juggernauting is not good game design. Okay, Awakening's a freaking mess when it comes to that. So it's like I, I look at Awakening compared to Birthright, and I'm like Birthright is better designed, but it leaves a bad taste in people's mouth because it came out after. And it's like, it feels like it has no inspiration, basically, you know, which I find that just slightly interesting just in terms of like inspiration, because one thing I do think that is cool about Birthright, and this is hitting story a little bit, is just the juxtaposition of like Eastern folklore and Western folklore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have a lot of the classes standard when you're talking about conquest, where it's a lot of the things that we've already seen. But then when you switch to what's going on in Birthright, it's reflecting a lot more of like Asian culture and the classes would kind of reflect more of uh, like martial arts styles or weapon combat styles. 
um, in Eastern culture. And I really appreciated that because that was at least something on my first playthrough that was a little fresh. Um, and knowing that we're not coming in with like our heavy armored, you know, uh, damage sponges or our high mobility units aside from Pegasi, you know, you, you're it's completely different unit wise. And that was something I kind of appreciated because you almost need that freshman or freshness as you're going forward. Yeah, I, I can agree. I thought the the new classes were really interesting in Birthright. Like uh, the Conquest side is like more of the classic outside of your like maiden butler <laughs> i think right it's it's much right. more in tune with the classic fire emblem classes but uh yeah i mean i i, I appreciate them trying something new like oh look there's like a brand new brand new plethora of classes you could choose from when you play birthright but at the end of the day i kind of were just like yeah they're there but they're not really doing anything super unique outside of like maybe tack what's what's the one the puppeteer Puppeteer, right. there's uh, like that was like a really mechanic, unique mechanist one. or something. Yeah, mechanist. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, tr- truly, they're not that much different. Yeah. but even from like an aesthetic standpoint, yeah, I aesthetically, get what you're like at the end of the I day, they're they're still yeah. just like your standard fireman classes. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make the comparison. Like they're they're still the same. They just have a different paint of paint of coat at in a general sense. You know. Yeah, and I, I, I like the I, I really like the the look because I mean you you all are right. Like the the classes of birthright the Hoshiden classes, they just don't, they don't do anything different really, you know, in before lag spike starts typing out. Actually at level 15, you get a skill. That can- <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope lag spike enjoys, uh, we're just shitting on. Become. <laughs> um, but no, 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 he'll be too pleased at hearing birthright being called bad to, uh, do any of that. But the, the aesthetics of it, I think really lift, uh, the game, because even if functionally, you know, it doesn't matter. I think it just looking nice and being interesting uh, and, and satisfying, like the animations and the art direction and the music and everything that goes into differentiating the look and feel of the Hoshiden classes from Standard Fire Emblem uh, is really nice. I've heard this mm-hmm. with um, like with Echoes, where people will criticize Echoes because you know, oh, you're letting the fact that the game looks and sounds really good distract you from the fact that it's not very good, as if um, having good sound design and graphics and uh, character art somehow is actually bad for a game. I think Birthright <laughs> <laughs> is actually, I, I think it, I think it looks and sounds really, really good. And I think the classes are a big part of that. The irony in what you just said, too, is the number of people who would shit on a game if it didn't have those things, where if a frame rate doesn't come up to a certain point or if graphics aren't perfect, people mm-hmm. will just absolutely shit on it. So it, it, it's funny when they're like, well, graphics don't make a good game. But if you flip it, if they're not that great, then people will just completely mm-hmm. blast it. I think. Yeah. I mean, graphics can def- definitely enhance an experience and like good art design can. Uh, but performance wise, like I, I really value snappiness in games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every time I was playing three houses and there was a map that was a little too big to load, I'd be like, oh, things are kind of dragging because of the performance of this game. So I kind of like yeah. dock three houses for that. That's why when Engage and, and, came out, I was like, oh, snap, they have a consistent frame rate. You know, I, <laughs> three houses loads. You're there for 15 minutes <laughs> playing with little loading screen. Yeah, that, as he runs around the screen. <laughs> 
the chapter I mean, with it, Catherine and the fog of war. It's like uh, my I thought my switch was going to explode. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, really, all the 3DS games just run super snappy. I think yeah, it they're is, super snappy. Yeah. I think it's worth differentiating between like aesthetic design and then like graphical fidelity and then graphical sure. performance. Yeah, I think are all three separate things. And I think honestly, like, I face just kind of nails all of those. I get that it was trendy during like the 360 era when you were busy trying to be like a Wii fanboy to be like graphics don't matter at all. But yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like we can, we can admit it after playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet fireman face looks really good. And it sounds really good. Why do you think that this was the game where they kind of did mimic that Pokemon style of entries like and I'm not looking for an actual answer but like in your opinion why do we get a route split game as opposed to like I don't know just a standard single entry and you kind of like sacred stones when we talked about that and the right the route split is built in like why was this the one where they really wanted to push that two separate entries i think they just had a really good idea but then got scared off by it yeah well elaborate on that that yeah Uh, (laughs) before i say my answer elaborate on that um i think like that was probably their concept from the beginning was like okay what if we had a main character that was split between the two warring factions of a fire emblem game like imagine if I don't know, you were Leon in Sacred Stones and then you got to pick whether or not you were tempted by the Demon King or whatever, but Vagard was still an insane person. Uh, but I think what happened was that at some point along the line, they were like, I don't know if they were thinking about it in terms of marketing. I don't know if they just never had good clarity about what they wanted. I think once they got into that concept, though, they didn't have the confidence to make the player uncomfortable by having there be actual consequences of those decisions. So it ends up feeling like an arbitrary route split that all ends up at the same place, even though I think their idea originally was actually probably pretty cool, even though it doesn't turn out that way. Yeah. I I mean, not. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of your answer for my answer, but I, I definitely agree with that whole concept of like... that. They definitely wanted to go with like morality is gray with this game but they just didn't do a good job with it and i think three houses was kind of a extension of that idea and it was executed slightly better i would say but Mm -hmm. yeah it's just an interesting concept like when you think of like typical fire emblem it's pretty much in every game it's been good guy versus bad guy right but if they could create a scenario where it's like hey maybe the bad guy is the good guy here that is an interesting concept for this type of game it's just like Bopper said, they were cowards. <laughs> I think that's a good... I didn't understand what you meant by that at first, but I get it now with the yeah. Conquest route. I always say they should have doubled down and just made Corn like a super villain. That would have been much more interesting than this whole like milk toast. Oh, I still got to obey Garen, even though he's mm-hmm. performing war crimes every five seconds. <laughs> yeah. or we're not actually killing them. We're yeah. just knocking them we're unconscious. Just, they're just getting knocked unconscious. Yeah. Don't worry. I didn't they're... kill anyone, technically. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actually taking themselves out. Yeah, so they, they wanted the whole morality is gray thing. That's why I think they made Conquest that way. But I think it would have been way more interesting if it's like, oh, you played the bad guy this time. I yeah. think that would have been cool. Because I, I don't want to sit here and like, 
be like, okay, they should have done this or that yeah, yeah. differently because, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the changes that anyone would have to suggest would actually make it better. But I can say from my expectations when I first played the game, I didn't follow any of the pre-release stuff. When, they, when the game came out, I didn't even know it came out. Like, right. I was I was told by my friend, like, I've been playing Fire Emblem Conquest. And I was like, Fire Emblem what? <laughs> I, I didn't know what he's talking about. You, you know, I don't actually remember. I remember when and I don't remember too much media about it coming out either. Like, yeah. I feel like it was just kind of one of those. OK, well, it's been a year since awakening so here's the next fire yeah. emblem but i don't remember it being like a big thing well, so you, you i think you're right about yeah, that it's funny i i guess i was in fire emblem i was into fire emblem so long that i was able to fall off of it before fates <laughs> um <laughs> i remember but, there being some buzz though yeah i remember being very hyped for the game like oh boy new fire emblem's coming there out definitely next year, was so. i just wasn't keeping <laughs> up with it so i didn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah. it had come out but when i first heard the concept and stuff when i was like trying to pick which one i wanted i was like okay this is like a this is a really cool idea. And then being just utterly disappointed playing conquest and being like, wow, the consequences of my actions don't exist. At least in three <laughs> yeah. houses, you have to ride and ride or die with whoever right, you right. pick. And like, like if you don't, Oh boy, if you want to get sucked up in the Edelgard Dimitri discourse, you're going it to the bitter end. It doesn't matter what you feel because you picked this 60 hours ago. There ain't no going back. Whereas in fates, it's like, and Garen's a goo monster and <laughs> we're all good people. And we didn't kill nobody. I mean, we do kill, I think a lot of the like the wolf, scrubs. the wolf, wolf, wolf saying, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might've caused we genocide. <laughs> There, there, there is a little bit of like bad things that happen before anybody points out but in general there's no consequences of which route you pick except for which maps you play and who you recruit in what order yeah i agree i mean the i think the only a true consequence is having to suffer through the terrible map design and that is where i want to take the conversation now well let's talk think, about that let's yeah. talk about yeah. all three games in this all section because yeah i think this is the the time to hit that um I know, again, we haven't talked about Awakening, and Awakening, I think, eventually does fall off. I mean, we've all seen your stream, Bopper, of like it boiling down to three or four characters at the end, because there's just almost no feasible way to get through some of those maps uh, because of how they're designed. Like, it's just it's just not in your favor whatsoever. Right. On the higher but, difficulties, like, asterisk. Yeah, yeah. On, the, on the higher yeah, difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 and I even feel like even the lower difficulties, and this connects to Fates, I feel like partially they intended you to do paralogs at a certain point in the story, and they EXP yes. curved around that. Or they level curved around that, and it just, uh, that's going to play into Fates. But we'll, we'll keep but, going. Yeah, but, but for Fates, it seems like the poor design isn't a difficulty spike. It truly is the weirdest fucking ideas up for maps. Well, which the which game entire. are you talking about? Because one of the games has no you're ideas. You're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, what's the name of the bald guy in the wind blowing map? Because it's that, wild ride. Yeah, Fug Fug like that. That is just the silliest map um of, of all of revelations maps the level up level down map is forever like for me the worst yeah idea for a map ever and just the silly slow elevators in i think one's in no they're they're both in revelations right like yep. one is the, the four square elevator and then there's like the six square elevator too 
like yeah, the little islands I, that move is like it's just there's just so many i think if we're talking about because my, my old thing is i think conquest has some of the strongest map design in the series so that's fair that's fair yeah. no you're, and you and you you are right i think conquest is a little bit more tried and true traditional on that yeah. side so they with with the whole revelation thing bopper and i streamed um revelation this year together and in my mind i haven't played it since it came out and in my mind i was like oh Re- revelation has some of the worst map design in the series because of those like tedious maps with the elevator the the snow shoveling one everyone always brings up yeah. you know it's just it's bad game design to be like ooh, like pick the snow turn by turn for 30 turns and you might miss some items if you don't so ocd players are gonna be like well now i gotta pick all the snow you know because i don't want to miss anything but then expert players but, will be like, who've played the map eight times, be like, why didn't you just do it in six turns? You can just yeah, go straight through the middle. Doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. Anyway, I, I think the whole philosophy beside, uh, behind Fates' map design was that, I don't want to call them gimmicks, but they, they definitely wanted the chapters to feel unique, and they may have ended up, some of them, turning into gimmicks. Fuga's Wild Ride, I think, is actually a pretty interesting map, because... It forecasts what's going to happen the turn before. You know, you have the wind column shifting your units up and down. So you have kind of a chance to counteract what the map's doing to you. You can't just, like, turtle the entire thing because there's turns where everybody gets shifted up a row in the map. I, I don't think Fuga's, Fuga's Wild Ride is a bad map at all. I think it's pretty well designed, actually. So yeah. if it had been, like the one and I, I think gimmick is honestly the best word i think it had been like the one gimmick map in five i would agree with you like completely like I, but when you are consistently trying to have to navigate the newest thing that the game is throwing at you yeah i think that's where it, like when it is gimmick after gimmick it makes some of those better maps less because it's like, okay, well, here's another thing that we have to try and manage. I I think if anything, it, it depends on the player, obviously. I think it kind of makes it more memorable. Like, oh, this is the map where the units level up and down, even if it is a, a weird mechanic. But I think it's still telegraphed to the player pretty well. Unlike, let's say, I don't want to throw shade on Thracia maybe but you know maybe a guy showing up with 15 <laughs> leadership stars unannounced <laughs> like, like shit like that. like I think that's bad map design for, because for someone who's supposed to play like the general player playing the map for the first time like they're gonna have zero information about what's gonna happen mm. so you the, don't think a map is as bad if you can anticipate what's coming I, I think a map is good when it makes the player uncomfortable by forcing pressure so there's there's maps that have objectives where the player wants to play fast. I think a map is bad if you could just turtle it with zero consequence. Like that's sure. not interesting. And um I like even though the the elevator gimmicks are stupid and annoying, I'd much rather have that than let's say like a three houses sandbox like here's a square, a couple trees, there you go. Like an mm-hmm. echoes map, like that that's just there's no inspiration or thought put into those maps whatsoever. Right. That's very, very like yeah. boring, archaic design. I think when we talked about engage, um, that was kind of like the first one that we did. Uh, Mecca and I were talking about how I think they did what fates did with gimmicks, but they refined it a little bit better by pairing it with the narrative where you would see some of the gimmicks, but they made sense in terms of the plot. 
And that's kind of where my issue comes with some of these maps, especially some of the later ones, like yeah. Revelation. Revelation's where... super guilty of that. Sorry to interrupt, but like it's no, definitely no, no, what you're, you're describing. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's where it's just like yeah. this is so ridiculous. Like it's nonsensical. Why is this happening? Because I don't mind the the chapter in the city with um you need to get out of the alleyway or into the alleyways because the fire is coming through. Because at least like it makes sense with like what is happening. Yeah. You know, your sister's on the, the dragon, um, what are they called? Dragon veins. The dragon veins, thank you. And it's launching the fire at you. Like, I can see the context there, but just like this, what, what is it with this room that makes enemies weaker and or stronger? Some of those ones, just like, it's just a toss for me. Well, it's just because Vala's a creepy place. Ooh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think that they designed Revelation last and they ran out of inspiration at that point i keep using that word inspiration but they're like we got to keep making unique maps guys and they're like well why don't we do this mechanic and it's like all right ship it like i don't care if it makes sense or not it's like why don't we do another fuga's wild ride okay ship it (laughs) it feels the most rushed out of the three so revelation is technically post-release dlc but by like two weeks those two weeks they ran out of they ran out of juice i'm saying they didn't have any time this is like one of the revelation is one of the greatest cases ever to be made for post-launch dlc actually taking like eight months to a year to come out wait it should have had time in the oven i i mean i i think it was developed in tandem with the other games i just think it was the last one and they were getting close to launch i think that's what you meant well well, what i'm saying is like if you're going to release it a month like two after weeks the after the game comes out why not like this is a great example of why you should just give I mean, your dlc like eight months or a year i think Actually, that's yeah. a, a sales thing though too because what would happen is if and i i don't think it's necessarily the true experience but if you have a game that is like the third true path and you're releasing it in tandem with the like branching paths then people are would just buy revelations you know like if me then at that point i probably would have been like oh this is supposed to be the true ending where everyone's happy i'm just gonna buy that one so i feel like it was probably a marketing strategy yeah and it was a mistake you know like like you said the pokemon thing like i think the the investors were like "Ooh, do like multiple releases like don't put all the paths in one game like you can make double the income so it's yeah because could you imagine if uh three houses was released like that (laughs) imagine how fucking mad we would be i I think fates was like i'm fed up with this you guys better not do it again or we're gonna ditch you you know so (laughs) they did the right thing with three houses the whole thing is such a dumb fucking idea when you think about it because the idea that you could like gas people up is like this is the true ending this is the golden route this is yeah. what you really want to see <laughs> is like the game's japanese title is fire emblem if and i get why they didn't translate that over because that sounds stupid in english but if the idea is like here's what happens if you make this decision or that decision but then people buy into like this okay one of these is canon and the other is not and you're kind of doomed to fail anyway because then you end up writing stories that all go to just one conclusion completely ignoring the if concept yeah um is this, doesn't that stem from Shin Megami Tensei where they had like a Shin Megami Tensei what if like that had not released in the US and it was kind of an alternate of the first SMT? 
I have no I might idea. Be, so you very I'm sure, well I'm sure may I'm be right, get, but I'm like, not sure. Yeah. I'm going to get steamrolled in the comments for that one, I'm sure. But I, I'm sure that's where a part of that idea came from, too, where it's kind of like, how, how do you have these alternate worlds of what could potentially be? I think if could have sold yeah. in the U.S., potentially. Uh, yeah. Name. They, they could do anything. Like, people would have bought it. Fire I don't think they're buying because the title sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, well... I don't know. That's like a whole separate like, like marketing thing. Like, I don't think the title necessarily plays into it. It's, it's more just like the idea of we end up with three routes that are trying to placate everyone into feeling mm-hmm. good about the decision uh, that they made instead of like telling an actual interactive story, which is their sort of idea. Choose your own adventure. But the only decision is at the beginning. But then it doesn't. It, it, it matters for the co- coat of paint whether you see purple or white or red. <laughs> yeah, I guess at the, the start end. of the chapter loading screen, there's like yeah. a purple backsplash and there's a white one. <laughs> um, on the maps thing, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like the criticisms of these maps, it's funny. I think the gimmick maps get a lot of flack, you know, and they should, some of them, the snow map you all already pointed out. Uh, but I mean, beyond the handful of egregious ones or tedious ones, which is really just kind of, I think that one, and then the underground caverns where it's like you get ambush spawned by like the different rooms as you go in. I oh, think like most the very early chapters, well, you only yeah, have, like three characters in yeah. that too, yeah. right? which is what makes. It I think worse. when you get, when you get past the early ones, honestly, most of them are pretty fun or at least more interesting than the, you know, Speedy. You said better than the three houses. You know, just sandbox maps, and I think better than like the birthright. Just here's eighty enemies. Yeah, and they all run eighty at enemies you. and no cover. <laughs> eighty enemies and no cover. Like, Good luck. <laughs> have fun. No, yeah, I was I, I forgot to mention, but like at, with replaying Revelation with Bobber, the maps were a lot better than I remembered from my first playthrough. Yeah. And I if think if you play with the Royals. It, it, yeah, I mean, you the, okay, the balancing is terrible because they didn't change any of the stats from the other two games. So you get, you get like a level four Arthur at like a pretty mid-game chapter like, and you well, can't do like anything. chapter 14 Yeah, or but something. regardless of that, I think there's kind of like, like every community kind of cracks this when you talk about ratings of games or like opinions on it. Everyone's like, oh, Revelation map design is like some of the worst in the series. You just hear it so many times that kind of skews your own perspective on the game. And it, it sure. happened to me too. You know, I played and I was like, these maps are shit. And then everybody said, these maps are shit. So I'm like, okay, they have to be shit. I replayed it and I was like, you know what? They're not so shit. They're not as bad as I remember. You know? Yeah, they're fun. I think they're fun for the most part. I think if the balancing were ironed out. Yeah, that's the story the wasn't. Well, that's that's another time crunch thing. They, they couldn't yeah. even rebalance the stats for the characters you recruit. Like, they're just like, oh, we don't have time for that. Just copy paste them in. Do it. Yeah. Because I've listened to a lot of people try to like theory craft what could the intention of Revelation have been. Uh, like I've heard different people, like I've heard Mecca say, like it, it has to have been a sandbox game designed for you to play with all your favorite little chess pieces. Yeah, it's like I feel like we're kind of retroactively trying to fit on an explanation <laughs> for, for, for why the fuck they give you level hey, I'm, ten I'm nicks. Being- <laughs> I'm being completely logical here, okay? That it makes sense to me at least yeah. that time I, crunch is the reason. No, I think I think that's ultimately the reason. I think <laughs> yeah. we want to add because what I'm saying is those other explanations like try to add some sort of intentionality. I think it was just is the game done? No. Yeah. Release it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. 
push the button. Um, what other hot takes do you have about fates? Like, I know when we were prefacing this, uh, I'm sure there's some other things that you guys have that are pretty contentious I, topics. I have a hot take. I mean, I, I keep talking about, we're supposed to be talking about fates here, but I keep relating it to other games. Am I allowed to do I that? think that's not when you love a series <laughs> like and I, and I think, again, knowing that this is such a contentious one, I think it's hard not to because yeah. we, all, we know like other games that do things better or some that do it worse. Yeah. You know? So go right ahead. Like that, that's totally cool. Uh, like this is this is going to make me seem insane, but we, we all know Fates has pretty terrible story and writing and everything. It's like the weakest point. Engage also very similar to Fates, like the gameplay is fun. The maps are fun with an asterisk. Some of them late game kind of falls apart, mm -hmm. but um, the story and engage, I actually find like more offensive in offensively bad than fates story. Huh? Yeah. 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 Cause you'd at least know they were trying for, yeah, exactly. Birthright. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not for revelations, but you know, you know that they actually tried for birthright and conquest. Like they, they did, but it's a mess, but like, engages is just so like uninteresting and uh, that's like the best way i could put it uninteresting no, I, and I, com I completely agree i stopped um watching the story elements of engage i've only i've only played it once recently <laughs> yeah. and, but like three-fourths of the way through the game i just like would skip i could tell what was going on like you know and i would just read a very brief summary yeah yeah there's they're so bad like they're just so bad. yeah so that's my hot take i think engage has a worse story overall than fates and people could disagree with me and i completely understand but i was more offended playing engage <laughs> and like in it, when spoilers for engage but when the main character came back to life for the second time i was like oh, this game is fucking <laughs> like, I'm which is done, not bro like, and that's, as, that's as an engage and like that's not the only character that comes back to life <laughs> yeah. either so I was like, whatever man like this is stupid <laughs> Shame, shame. Rip Marnie for being the one character <laughs> that doesn't get, get back. Oh, um, I would, I would, I would add like this little difference because I would say I kind of mostly agree with that. Um, except I would say like I, I would make the distinction between like form and content of like engage as a story as a structure. It's just worse. It's just terrible. Yeah, definitely. Fates on its line by line, the I guess the the uh, literary aesthetics of its writing, I think is worse. I think the actual when you go line by line through it and you just read an individual line of dialogue, it's unbearable. Yeah, how it's mostly that... unbearable and engaged too. <laughs> like to be clear, like we're we're parsing yeah, areas here, definitely. like because engage has meaty meaty meat. <laughs> But for yeah. the most part, engage engages dialogue is just sort of like boring drivel that rolls off the back. Yeah, of the it game. feels bland. It feels bland. Fates is a obnoxiously bad. With <laughs> no, its, but like, dialogue. I, I was going to say, how much of that is localization? I I got to learn Japanese and play this game in Japanese because I I feel like they took so much liberties with the localization um, that like some some of the lines that we make fun of when we play through the story. Like, See that that kind of leads into what I was through? gonna bring up. Where yeah, I don't yeah. know if you could blame it on localization because if you compare it to like Three Houses, I think Three Houses narratively, like there's some sophistication there. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's and night and day. Polish. 
Um, and I, and also for like echoes, I think, yeah, there are some silly lines here and there, but like there was some polish in terms of the storytelling in that game, but like what happened to fates and engage? Like why, how did we like, I, I, I know I understand from a streaming standpoint, uh, and just from a, a time suck standpoint, why three houses is not the most fun game to play, but like in terms of just like a quality package game, like I think it is a great game and I don't understand how it is sandwiched between because usually you see like a trajectory yeah. right like if I think of Final Fantasy I know Bopper and I we you're, you we're still doing this Final Fantasy 13 shit on get the boxing gloves ready Bopper because it's happening but like you can see a trajectory of like okay Final Fantasy is stumbling Square Enix is stumbling with Final Fantasy they're lost and they don't know what to do but like three houses is good you know like it is a good game it, of course they all have their flaws but what what happened to engage and it is gameplay wise great but like what's what's going on with this narrative like why do we keep on hitting these stumbles why is there such an identity crisis with uh intelligent systems like what's going on yeah i i gotta look at who's on the cast like for the credits because i would just attribute it to different different writers I don't know if that's just like, I don't know if that's true, but that's gotta it's, be it. Right? It's gotta be that. Um, when you <laughs> yeah. look at, I'm looking here at the thing, there's different directors from fates to echoes. Uh, and then like, there's some, there's similarities between them. I don't know. I think echoes is actually the better counterpoint here because like, that's a great example of focus your shit down yeah you you make one route you only have to write one route you don't have to write three pitiful routes like if you just know what you're doing so i think the constraints of doing a remake actually helped them get themselves under control yeah and then you look track. at engage it had one route and look yeah. what fucking happened yeah but <laughs> en- <laughs> engage on a conceptual level is sort of like a doomed project because it's you know it's it's heroes well it's the fan service but, game yeah. right? oh, you yes. can play as marth like like very much use, the fan service yeah. game um yeah i think that's a good point and like i guess like you can see that trajectory of trying to fix their mistakes from uh fates because like echoes it, truly if they wanted to they could have made a dual release and you could have had alms route and Celicus route and like people potentially if they would have padded it a little bit more they they could have done that i'm ha- and i'm happy they didn't because i mean like I don't think they would have been respecting their consumers' money and time. So obviously there's something there by throwing that together as like one singular solid game. You know, mm-hmm. I want somebody to go back and check this because I remember this and I'm not sure thinking of, of Engage because I think this gets into what our perspective of Fates is and how it shifted over time is when they did that big release where they announced, um, I forget what it was, where they announced like Warriors and echoes and heroes and three houses all like in the exact same video um yeah it was like around the same time yeah i don't know if it was all at once i think it was i think it was all the exact same because echoes was coming out like they announced echoes like four months before it came out i remember and they were like i remember echoes came out with warriors and then i think we got the three houses trailer like a maybe like six months later in that in that video though they said like fire emblem switch like they didn't oh, yeah. there Maybe was they no information yeah, yeah. They, they, Maybe teased they teased it. it yeah echoes was confirmed warriors was confirmed and they teased that there was three houses and i think heroes was confirmed but i think in that video they go out of their way during the uh echo section to say you know in the land of valentia we don't do stupid shit like pairing <laughs> up to fight 
I'm pretty sure because <laughs> it's, like, it's a big update. <laughs> yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, the zeitgeist for the longest time was that pair up was terrible. Like right. the community outside of the biggest 3DS hounds hated pair up. I think that was true. Somebody can go and check this, obviously. Yeah. And the video's on there. Someone in the comments. But I, I seem to remember like it took a long time for us to appreciate the stuff that we all knew immediately what fate sucked at, but it took us a long time to appreciate what it did well, I think. Yeah. I think it's almost when you get deep into the mechanics of like how to play yeah. strategically, like, you know, at first, I think Bopper, when we were doing our path of radiance uh, discussion, we talked about how, like when we were younger and we were throwing BXP out, we would give it to everyone and kind of have like a balanced party but now coming from like strategic brain you just give it all to one person and steamroll so i feel like it's one of those things where you know why would i pair up characters where one character is not getting used um and the other person is just kind of getting all the benefit of the experience so i i'm not i'm not saying like this is something that i would agree with but i guess i could see people being like well i have these people who aren't even getting used and i have fewer units that's annoying and kind of ripping on it so maybe it was, that was kind of the standpoint that people were coming from mm -hmm. i think also like and speedy you would probably remember this as well like when i first played the game i just paired everybody up and that was the way it was yeah i mean I, i'm guilty of that too yeah um it's, I mean, definitely an awakening because, like, at least with Fates, they gave, like, benefits to being in attack stance. Like, oh, Awakening, yeah. it was just like, oh, it's way better to pair up. Why would <laughs> I not pair everybody, pair everybody up? up. Like, see, there's a big dumb <laughs> So the first else. time I played Fates, I was in that mentality, like, oh, pair up's broken. Like, I'm just going to start pairing up. I didn't really see the value in attack stance as much. Or as, like, oh, I get, a guard, I get a guard gauge and stats. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, definitely, like, playing the games more, you understand that. I mean, you appreciate the mechanic more. And I think as time goes on, you know, and the mm -hmm. people are still playing these games, they still play Fates a ton. Yeah. You know, it, it it ages like a fine wine, and that's it, why Engage is going to be the best game in 10 years. It, Fire Emblem Engage is going to be <laughs> one, of the, one of the best video games ever made. And I think for my hot take, it's honestly, I don't know. This isn't hot. I don't know. It's hard to say because I think it, it doesn't seem hot, but... I think like if you were to look at the story of all three of these games, mm -hmm. the the consensus is like Revelation is the worst, Conquest is laughable, Birthright's the best. No, that is not I, what they think. What? That, that's, that's, that's no, 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 narr narratively, narratively, narratively. Oh, narratively. narratively. Okay, yeah. okay. I story wise, yeah. story wise. No, no. Rev yeah. cringe, <laughs> Conquest goofy but funny, and. Birthright and then Birthright's good. the best one. Birthright's yeah, yeah. the writing. I think the Birthright's the worst. <laughs> I think Birthright is is like so boring and long winded and and it's it makes just the most sense. Ass. And I, for some people, when it's like, oh, this makes sense, it means good to them. Yeah, and, yeah, like I, I, good good guys doing good things. Even yeah, if exactly. The we need to stop Gorn's you know, motivations yeah. Rioma, are consistent. Rioma, on a logical level, Rioma is right. He does see a lot of poverty here. <laughs> It's not so bad. <laughs> you, know, see, you know, if you ignore all the poverty here. <laughs> we're, we're referencing like a, when Bobber and I played through Birthright, there's a, a line where you go in the sewers, like where Elise is the flower girl, if you remember that. 
Um, but anyway, like, Ryoma's just like looking around like, this place is not so bad, you know, aside from the poverty. <laughs> aside from the funny. fact that they live in the sewer. <laughs> like it's Metro 2033. <laughs> oh my God. Like, it's, um, no, I, I think Birthright's writing is, is, I think they're all bad. I think Birthright's is, is the worst. I think it has that just, well, just vicious combination of boring. Yeah, just because it's boring. That's, that's your whole thing. It has all the sins of the other games plus boring. Yep. Does it kill you when you, because I know Speedy, you, you notoriously do this, and I do appreciate it when you guys like go through and read through and voice act mm-hmm. everything. Is that, is that, how, how cringe is that when you have to do it for these like very poorly scripted games? It's really like, it's funny because we get to see how ridiculous it is. Like when you voice it, yeah. <laughs> it's like, these aren't how people talk. Like no one would talk like this in this situation. But um, like, it's it's. I've never played a game where voicing it was like painful. It's either like, whoa, like this is powerful, or like, wow, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, voicing face yeah. did have the benefit of it made it a lot more fun. Made yeah, it a lot yeah. more fun to just come up with a new aspect of a character and just run with that. Like, uh, who's <laughs> yeah. a coward, Takami? Yeah, t- like, Takami's a coward. He's always screaming. Like, what are we gonna do? So we're gonna the, bridge, the bridge collapses <laughs> over. They almost killed me. I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, and um, what was the other one with uh, we made someone a simp. I feel like it was Ryoma with Scarlet. Yeah, <laughs> there was like someone, someone was like a, someone we was made a... Ryoma. We gave Ryoma a goofy voice. Like Bob, the, you, Bob gave, you gave him like the the country bumpkin voice. <laughs> yeah, he was like gosh, yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then um, you had Scarlet. A, <laughs> you had you had Mickey Mouse Garen, and yeah, that yeah. was a ton of fun. <laughs> That's because it's Mickey just Mouse like Garen so comically evil that like putting a Mickey Mouse voice on him is just like. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had fun with it. It's not like painful ever. I would say, but. but I mean, it, like, yeah, yeah, it could go south, but I feel like you guys do your dues to make it fun. Yeah, we, we definitely there's, poke fun at it. There's probably one or two viewers of all those streams that was just mad at the lack of seriousness we were taking the story. <laughs> like, they are ruining the pathos. I've gotten comments, like, one comment like that. Like, I would watch your streams if you didn't, like, do the stupid voices. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would watch your stream if you didn't have fun. Fire Emblem's not supposed to be fun. Don't care, yeah. didn't ask. But, like, compared to a game where, like, I voiced, um... You know, I did Radiant Dawn and Path of Radiance with Biss, or like I'm doing Thracia with Choops. Like those those games, you could tell like the the writing is much more like grounded and powerful. I would say where it's like wow, well, that, like that, that, that was pre cool characters moment. being tropes. Like I feel like yeah. before characters were characters, and like you had a few tropey characters, or you know they had a few definitive personality traits. But like now it is just this yeah. is your character that eats a lot this is your horn dog you know i feel like they, they drive that a lot heavier so you're getting some of these obscene lines whenever characters <laughs> pop in yeah. Tellius is guilty of the trope thing for sure like they have a they have like good handful of characters that are just tropes but it makes up for it like there's a ton of characters that have depth and are serious so it's a nice mix you know when you have you look at the awakening cast it's like 90 percent of them are tropes and then you have crom mm-hmm. lucina robin <laughs> that's it like i'm trying to think of other characters that i think have like a little bit of depth well the, the other thing is is that like in fates the they use the same tricks that they use for Tellius characters or for gba characters where it's like okay they're gonna have this gimmick part of their personality and that's like your your hook for the c yeah. support the difference is that in gba or Tellius, you see like two c supports per character whereas here it's like you read 12 for every character that's why they should go back to limited supports yes yes (laughs) but like in or same in three houses so it's like you're using the same tricks but for a system that 
exposes the trick if that makes sense it's like yeah it's like a magic trick where you're watching it from behind and you just see the guy get out of the case as they're putting in all the swords how many how many um saline supports like do you read and it's like oh i love tea so much yeah. tea is so wonderful. i didn't know she the, liked tea you see it the I got sixth time instantly. you're like holy crap what is going on <laughs> this wasn't the first game with uh everyone supports everyone right that was awakening, awakening yeah. i would okay. say yeah i guess radiant dawn technically lets everyone support everyone but it's because but they don't radiant have, dawn's dumb they don't have combos yeah there's like six generic conversations that each pair picks from yeah like actually that's how it works no, it, it's dumb. it does the uh the awakening thing yeah. where you know when you have when you're on the map and you pick up like a glowy tile you know they'll they'll be like oh i love you so much dear me too i love you too it's like the most generic thing because it has to fit every single character i would so, love it if there was a way that they scripted that where just like two character combinations their lines just didn't make sense together like <laughs> yeah, in the just most obscene having way two completely different i also like pizza <laughs> they, they write <laughs> they write one line for perry but they accidentally let anybody get it. So Arthur's talking about like drinking the blood of the Hoshidans. And you're like, wow, <laughs> what happened here? I think Fates is a very polarizing game. But I think that's the difference between a player who values characters and story over someone who value, values the gameplay of the game. You know, when when Patrick says that Three Houses is a good game, it makes me cringe because I don't think it's a good game. But I can understand why he values it. Package wise, like if we're just talking about like full pack, I'm not the saying it's a great game. Yeah, I know, but like when you when good. you say, it's polarizing, it's like oh, Fates is good, you know. To someone who really values story and narrative and characters, they go they go like, how the hell can you say that? Like this game is garbage. Right. So it's just a difference in perspective. Yeah. Um, as we recall from the uh, Bopper's top Fire Emblem list, Speedy uh, video <laughs> yeah. essay, I had to do the Fire Emblem episode, or sorry, the Three Houses one, and I yeah. it wasn't it, it was fourth? It was four. Like, <laughs> it was so four behind, what, like, uh, What now, Talius. Speedy Hawk? No, it's just recency bias. You don't know what you're talking about. Revelationally. Revelationally. Revelation came in last place with, like, 50% one vote, same as Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which told me People just believe that it's terrible, but they ain't never played that shit. It's an echo chamber of circle jerking. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sort of like it's like tier list brain a little bit where it's like you're just repeating the things that you've heard, but you're not actually playing the game. Uh, I'd say with Fates, the big thing about it is that the the contentiousness almost has to do with the fact that we don't know how to talk about games or we haven't figured out a way to really talk about games or judge games where the story is ass and the gameplay is good sometimes uh because <laughs> if you look at like there are series there are other games you know final fantasy or you, you pick persona or whatever where people are like i don't like the story but i like the gameplay somehow in fire emblem and especially in fates this divide feels almost irrevocably blown apart like there's no mending the two so you just yeah. kind of have to choose what you value and you can just cut the game in half if you want or if you don't want to i don't cut it in half i think you you take the good with the bad it's a lot of bad i don't believe in the start <laughs> button i don't think that makes it go away yeah for sure um and I think that's why it's contentious because nobody knows how to 
I guess we're too busy trying to quantify it. Exactly. Don't yeah. quantify your games. Just play them. <laughs> just just play just them. Just play them. You heard it here first, everyone. Um, well, before I wrap up, I want to say thank you to both of you for being here. Bopper, what do you have coming in the pipeline? I thought you promised me another Castlevania video, and I have yet to see it. Uh, that Castlevania video will be out by the time this comes out, because right now we're recording on Sunday, October 1st. That video will come out. Oh, call, calling it out. Tuesday. Well, putting pressure on me. Well, Tuesday, <laughs> October 3rd, because it is already available for... Uh, Ooh. early viewership for uh patreon.com supporters oh so what you're saying is i shouldn't post this video tomorrow is that what you're saying <laughs> you, can post this, you can post this video tomorrow then then it'll be fine i guess but <laughs> just joking yeah it'll it'll be good it'll be good um but yeah i've got that um and then i have uh, a series of uh other video essays coming along the other one that's going to be relevant is i have a, a video It'll be a couple weeks from now, maybe around the time this goes live about Echoes, actually, and addressing the criticisms that that game gets for uh, quote unquote thematic inconsistency. Interesting. Sweet. Uh, obviously, looking, looking forward to that. Forward to it. Yeah, and you're, you'll be back again. I think I like like I said, we have you for one more. Yeah, I've listened to all the other ones, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. Bopper again!" Like yeah. Bopper, well, <laughs> Lizard again. Get ready, Speedy, because I know you're dying for that Arcanaya episode, that DS emblem episode, oh, your favorite boy. fire my, emblem, my favorite. Yeah. Are they going to talk about board? Are they going to talk about Korg? What about we Samto? Sh- we sure as shit are. Chorus, yeah. I love Ymir, but specifically Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon Ymir. <laughs> Good, good combos coming out of the coming out of the channel. I could see it coming. Spe- Speedy, what do you have coming in the pipeline? Uh, I'm been, I've been working on another ultimate tier list of the Fire Emblem series. So this is kind of fitting that we were talking about this today. And Bopper was on that as well. So it's a, it's probably going to be like a five hour podcast yeah. of us just Jesus going through all the Christ. titles and talking about what we like, what we don't like, and ranking them. So Fuck. that's coming out before 2024. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, some I, point before the new year. Yeah. What Speedy's not telling everyone is that that video was recorded in 2014. <laughs> yeah, but we just, we had to add on the games that have come out since then. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then uh, I've been streaming a Thracia Iron Man on my channel every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to check out a cool Thracia Iron Man, we've been voicing the the cutscenes. If you want to learn what the story's about, that's what we're doing. Me and yeah. Troops. How did how did Troops talk you into doing this? Because last time I talked to you, you flat out refused. I I have a love hate relationship with Thracia. Um, there's well, I, days I remember. Yeah. You can, you I remember. I, w- I was you can there. See it on your face. Yeah, you know when, when that was there. star popped after <laughs> Asvel died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, I always felt like the run I did with Bobber and Nin, it was like a couple of mistakes early on just snowballed out of control and i was like yes. no I, I think if i don't make those mistakes again i could tackle this game in an iron man setting so i always wanted to do it again but there are just some moments that piss me off so much that it's like i never want to touch this game again but um yeah i was just talking to choose so i was like hey would you be interested in co-hosting for this because i know you're like really knowledgeable about it you know we're good friends we could t- we could just like joke around he's like yeah sure so it's been going well so far but then again we haven't gotten to the Really bullshit maps. We'll see how that goes. The, the, the fuckery will ensue. Yeah, it's basically. Um, and then most importantly, and this is a uh, me selfish question, uh, when are we getting our next Fire Emblem competitive stream? Because you said it yes, was going to happen yes. in the summer, it, and it's, it's not. I'm going to throw him under the bus. It's all Linking's fault. You know, I, I basically want to have Linking there because he is 
the oil the to my water. Yeah, yeah, he, is, he, is, he, he brings the drama. <laughs> exactly. So Link's been got, having a lot going on in life, but he told me March things should be better. It just keeps getting pushed later and later. Yeah. But in the spring, he feels like he should have time to dedicate to a full series with that. So 2024, yeah. look forward to Sacred and- Stones co-op. And what Speedy's kind of burying there is that part of the reason why he didn't do it was also because he got Fire Emblem Fates Revelation fever, which we all get. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't. I was like, Bob, we got to play this away. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. If you're tuning in, even if you just go back and watch that, it was two summers ago. Is that right? Oh, for Definitely. co-op? Yeah, for co-op. Uh, it's been. Yeah, I don't even know how long it's been. Definitely, but, um, definitely watch the the run, and it's, it is a good time. Yeah, we did Fire Emblem Six co op, which was actually co op, and then we did Fire Emblem Seven, which was more of like a competitive multiplayer aspect on a game. So mm-hmm. that was a God. good. I, I think that's the one you like a lot, where I yes. killed Raven. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally one of the best moments. Thank in you, Fire thank Emblem you. Yeah, yeah. It, that was that that was good. God. Talking about streams and series and games and stuff from like even two summers ago, three summers ago, sort of feels like the uh, Solid Snake getting old. Two thousand eight was five yeah. years ago. Meme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It really does feel that way, though. I mean, like two and some years ago, Bopper. No, I mean it was. I guess it was three years now. Was when Fuck. I started following you. <laughs> I know, like, and like, it feels like a really long time ago like especially just how much people change i think the pandemic really fucked up time yeah it just makes it it did. feel so different now so, sometimes so. i'll find like old receipts or something like if i'm in a book and i'll have like the receipt from when i bought it uh it's been 15 I'll leave years the, i'll leave the, the f- sticker on it <laughs> and i was like i was looking at something and i was like i bought this shit like nine years ago and it said 2021 and i was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good well guys again thank you one more time just for being here i really appreciate it speedy i hope uh no one comes for you um but yeah i'll chop chop them down if they do so about the engage comment i know listen like you're not going to convince me i'm sorry i'm stubborn but thank you for having (laughs) me it was a lot of fun always fun to talk with uh, definitely want to have you back um oh yeah and you're you might see speedy this coming season for uh persona when we oh yeah we, we talked about that yeah yeah we could talk about want to have you on for like a, a regular regular season episode and i don't know if i'm gonna be the right guy for that because like i i've only played persona three through five never that's, touched smt uh, so like you're good. i'm no, literally like the vanilla honestly <laughs> that's exactly that's i'm not playing one or two like fuck that okay that's the guy you games. want okay then i'll yeah, be your that guy that i got exactly you the guy i want <laughs> okay. so and we'll 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 have someone that like is heavy into the the persona shit then there too. That he'll they'll fill in the blanks, but no, you're absolutely the person I want for that. So great. And then Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna happen. (laughs) Final Fantasy can happen. Okay, only on the condition that we do something with the other Final Fantasy games because uh you know they're good you don't want that to be your uh, legacy like talking about 13 yeah, i don't <laughs> want to be the person who's like fucking crucified because i'm like final fantasy 13 is actually good oh Let's... i did not expect that yeah, yeah i'm the one who that. thinks it's miserable yeah here let me close out recording and then with the final line and then we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll chat we want to thank you for listening now go out there and get gaming